You're tuned in to the Smoking Section Podcast. I'm your host, your man, JT Live, right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is episode three, man. Hey, we back again. Last week, if you get an opportunity to listen to our show, man, we talk relationship, black men versus black women. Who's really winning? Ah, it kind of went a little bit that way, but we, we kind of we kind of chopped it up. I think the fellas kind of pulled out something last week. We had my man Pete Coop. Bulldog Sports, he was in the building as well as lovely Kenya Harvey. She was on the show as well, giving that female perspective. But on today's show, man, we're going to talk about Spike Lee. Yeah, we're talking about Spike. Spike got kicked out of the garden or whatever the case. He was told to go one way. Spike all up in arms, going off on television the whole nine yards. So we're going to talk about that as well. Then we'll talk about NBA. Of course, man, the NBA is uh, in full swing. And this is... Uh, the, the second half of the season, and that really we're almost done with the, the season. Probably about 20 more games to go, but who's going to win? Uh, who's going to take it into the playoffs? Is LeBron James, can he carry that team? Diane Williamson, the young boy, coming up. I mean, he's stepping up, 19-year-old. You got the Luka Doncic, you got all these different people, and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, some people say Kawhi really ain't all that great, man, because he be doing that low management all the time. And I, I, I kind of tend to agree with that a little bit. I think NBA players should play games. Man, Mike Michael Jordan never missed games. He only missed games when he was injured, but Mike never took off. So these new age guys, you know, they got a lot of stuff going on. Hey, listen, uh, you can tune to, tune into our show every week at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Blog Talk Radio. It's The Smoking Section Podcast, so make sure you download The Smoking Section Podcast. You can also find it on iTunes as well. You can download it uh, there as well. You can follow us on Facebook and our Facebook page. The Smoking Section Podcast. So make sure you go in, like our page, man. We talk about a lot of different things. We also um, engage in a, in a little cigar smoke or whatever people like to indulge in. So uh, tune in, like our page, follow us, share it with your friends. I can also, JT Live, I can be followed on Instagram at jsilas20. Again, that's at jsilas20. So make sure you check us out there. Hey, I want to jump right into it. Uh, today's show is going to be we, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this in because I, I want to talk about this. Spike Lee. Now, James Dolan, of course, the New York Knicks owner. And, and the Knicks is, what, the number one franchise, I think, in the United States. I mean, it, it grossed like so many, so many billions of dollars with their whole, you know, makeup. And so it's, they're successful as long as they come in the black. I mean, if you're an owner of the team, I'm pretty sure the Dolans own something else. This is just a piece of, of what he owns. But this is a valuable franchise. I think it's the most valuable franchise, definitely NBA franchise in the United States of America and probably in the world. The Knicks haven't won a championship since like 1972, 73. So it's going on a long time that the Knicks haven't been really relevant. I mean, I, I take that back. They were relevant during the 90s when the Jordan era, era was around, but they couldn't get past Michael Jordan. So Jordan kind of destroyed the, the Knicks in their They'll run for championships and all those sort of things. But, you know, when you look at this, New York City, the media capital of the world, the Knicks, I mean, come on. The New York Knicks are supposed to represent basketball. Of course, New York City is supposed to be the, the mecca of basketball. When you're talking about uh, people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dr. J, Michael Jordan, you know, these people were, these are New York people who were born in New York. So you would expect that that basketball city would be the Mecca and that championships would be running out of there rampantly. 
but it hasn't been the case. You mean to tell me one championship since 1973? That's over 40 some years ago. That's ridiculous. So now you have James Dolan, and, and for those people who 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 watched the Knicks, or what well, was it really was on national television when James Dolan had um, Charles Oakley kicked out of the Garden, and people remember it. Charles Oakley was was there and he was sitting down and security came and escorted him out. Charles Barkley was about to throw one, two left combinations on these dudes. I wouldn't want to run up on Charles Barkley. It's a big dude. I'm Charles Oakley. That's a big guy. But just that in itself, you know, is a problem. These are four. That's your former Nick player. Charles Oakley is very well known um, in the New York City area. And I mean, he's a he's like the Nick. He epitomizes what the New York Nick is all about. And to throw this man out, I mean, some of the stuff that's going on with, with, with the New York Knicks has just been, it's just been ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. They haven't done anything. They've been bottom feeders. I mean, look at the team now. I mean, you fire the coach, uh, uh, Freesdale, whatever his name is. You fire him when the season just started. He didn't get a chance. You fired the dude. The brother was out, the, man, the brother was out before you could count to three. So what type of opportunity... Are you giving him to run this team? I mean, you don't have the players. Players aren't coming to New York because they don't respect the ownership. It's similar to Chicago now. Chicago Bulls, nobody wants to play for uh, for Jim Pac- uh, John Paxton and Guy Foreman. It, they just don't want to do it. They've dressed, drafted horribly. They do just enough just to make it, just to make it to these different Bulls always drafting 7, 8, 9. Nick's same thing. But it makes no sense whatsoever that the New York Knicks can't be a contender. They should be. So when you look at it from that perspective, the Knicks just aren't doing what they're supposed to. So now you have PR issues because they kicked out Spike Lee. Now, if you know anything about Spike Lee, Spike Lee is Mr. Nick. He sits there on the side. He does his little foolishness. He goes crazy. You know, people have told him to shut him down. I remember back in the Jordan era when Scottie Pippen told him to sit his ass down. Uh, uh, you you had um, uh, Reggie Miller who got into it. I mean, he's a, he's a sideshow. He's like Jack Nicholson, but on the East. Jack, you know, with the L.A. Uh, Lakers, he does his thing. But now you have this situation in which there was an incident that happened the other day where Spike Lee supposedly was told that he had to go through the uh, the VIP entrance. Spike said he got on the elevator, they scanned his ticket, he got on the elevator, and he went up the stairs. And when he got off the elevator, he was told that he had to leave out of the stadium and go around to the VIP entrance. So I'm, I'm trying to figure something out. Because why would he have to leave the stadium? If he's already there, just inform him very nicely, hey, Spike, Listen, man, you can't come through this entrance from here on out. Send him a message and say, hey, things have changed. We're doing some new security measures or whatever the case is, whatever excuse you want to make up for Spike Lee. Just say that. But to have this man and to make him go all to leave the building just doesn't make sense. And apparently, you know, from what I saw now, I don't know what picture, what date these pictures were. Spike said uh, Mr. Dolan came over to him and he said, um, you know, he asked him what was up. Spike says nothing going on. And, you know, and Spike said, you know, they they told me to go through a different door. And he's, apparently they're supposedly shaking hands and they were smiling or whatever. I did see a pic of them shaking hands. I don't know if that was the actual date. May have been. 
a spike said he was basically like what's this new thing what's happening so my thing is like you know make some goddamn changes man if you're gonna make changes alert people spike lee from what i saw those tickets those season tickets court size tickets tickets for the knicks are three hundred thousand dollars a year now you know spike got it like that and some other people have it like that three hundred thousand dollars a year he says he's been doing it for over over 30 years so apparently that equated out to over 10 million dollars tickets this man paying 10 million dollars for a nick game the knicks have been trash and he's been faithful throughout the whole time period. And let me just preface this by saying, I'm no Spike Lee fan whatsoever. Not even close. But man, where's the respect factor? Where is the respect factor? He's a paying customer. So if you had any kind of changes that took place, you should tell Spike Lee that, hey, Spike, you have to go through a different door now. Send that ahead of time. Send him a message. Let him know. Because I wonder if... If if you know if that been a a a star of another persuasion, would things have changed? You know because maybe Spike Lee or or maybe ownership feels like Spike Lee thinks like he has some ownership in the team. Hell, ten million dollars. I guess he get a piece of it. He, he should. Where's the return on investment? You know, I don't know. Spike get commercial deals from being a Nick fan. Do it. You know, those things have benefits. Sitting courtside, you can always be seen on television. Camera going to pan. You know, I, I know those things are worth money as well. So I'm not I'm not naive to under to to not know that. But I'm just saying you are paying customers. How how do you treat your customers? How do you treat your former players? Just so happen those two players are black. And I'm not saying it me. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying. This is look a look a little shaky to me. I don't know. You know, if if Bill Bradley would have been uh in Charles Oakley's seat, would would they have kicked Bill Bradley out like that? I doubt it. Phil Jackson, if Phil Jackson came through the employee entrance, would they have kicked, you know, would they have told him, you know, you go through the through the VIP? I don't know. I highly doubt that. Maybe the Knicks have something in place now where they have, you go through VIP, you're seen via the media, and, and you know, that's a marketing tool. That could be the that could be the case, but let the man know. Embarrass him, you know, these people have high egos. Their egos are out of control. We know that. But if you don't give them the common courtesy and respect, just like you would do any customer service, if you do a customer service, you would do the same thing. You're supposed to treat your customers right. I mean, if I'm spending my money, I should be treated in a certain way. Spike Lee, obviously, and he says he's not going to go to any more Nick games. Sorry, I'm going to Nick games because I, I didn't pay $200,000. I mean, close to $300,000, I should say. I'm getting my money's worth. I'm not about to let that ride. Can't ride. Nope. I gotta see I gotta see this all the way through. And so to me, you know, Spike is like, hey, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna go and I'm not gonna go out I'll, I'll wait next year and go, what? That that really don't make sense. Why go at all? Why pay? Why pay for your season tickets? Cause you hope that the Knicks at some point gets they get good, I guess. I guess at some point they're gonna get good. If they draft right, gotta draft talented players. NBA is a talent driven league. Let's just keep that real. You're not winning with a whole bunch of average players. It's not going to happen. I don't care what team you are on, you have You have to have talent to win. Knicks just don't have it. They haven't had it over the years. The last time they had it, they had Carmelo Anthony, uh, um, the, 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 the Asian guy that was, that was playing basketball. His name eludes me right now. Um, and so 
they they had they made some runs during that time. But those days are over with, man. The Knicks have just been totally garbage. They're the worst. I mean, they're they're in a dumpster. So every year they get this high pick. I mean, they're in top three, I would think. They they, they drafted R.J. Barrett. Nah, yeah, now come on. It wasn't the alpha male on the on the Duke team. Not even close. We know who that 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 was. It was clear. It was Zion Williamson. We're gonna talk about him in just one moment. But I, I just want to lay that out there that it doesn't make sense for the New York Knicks to treat their their constituents and the people who are part of their organization that are the marketing people. I mean, Spike has a big voice. So whether you want to admit to it or not, his voice carries weight. And so now you keep having these damn dumpster fires, man. At some point, you got to get your damn organization together. Yeah, you're, you're in the black and you're making money, but your core product is horrible. And I'm talking about the basketball aspect of it. I'm not talking about all the other stuff around it. I'm talking about the basketball aspect of it. It's horrible. It's ridiculous. Time for, and I'm not saying a man should sell his team. That's his team. He's making money. I wouldn't sell it either. I'm coming in the black. I'm making all these billions and millions and billions of dollars every year. I'm not selling my team. That's part of my, you know, that's a, that's a line item on my budget. Knicks, whatever the company parent name is, I got a line item making money i'm not giving that up but do i want to win and does that come at a cost what type of free agents am i am i going to be able to attract to new york if you treating your stars or people who are around your organization like trash it just should not happen it should not happen man i don't care what anyone says and i heard some people and i saw in some chat rooms people were saying well if spike left somebody be there to buy it in, in, in two heart in two heartbeats Okay, who gives? We're not talking about that. Talking about the treatment of a man in the the building that he's been going to for the last thirty years. So if you allow somebody to do something for the last thirty years, and then all of a sudden you tell them they can't do it anymore, and you confront them at the venue, at the place, and you tell them, you know, hey, uh, you you know, you can't come through this interest, and the time it's going to be a shitstorm. Let me just keep it real. People are going to have issues. People are going to complain about it. That's just how it goes. Send an email. Put a text, send him a text. But, you know, Spike Lee, I want him to really recognize who he is. Because, I, I mean, I always looked at him as, as a clown on the, on the Knicks sideline. And, I, and, you know, I know Spike has made a lot of great movies, Malcolm X, you know, More Better Blues, you know, Jungle Fever. He's, he's done a lot of great things. I, I can't dismiss that Do the Right Thing, which was a classic. I can't dismiss those things. I never was really a big Spike Lee fan, per se. That's just me personally. But obviously, you know, Spike has some, he has some run. He has some joy. And for most people, he helped push that Nike brand with, with Jordan and him as Morris Blackman. That was huge back in the 80s. That was huge back in the 80s and the early 90s. That, that Morris Blackman was, was, that's, you know, one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons Jordan brand is so hot right now. And Nike was able to take it to the stratosphere. Nobody even comes close to Nike apparel and shoes to this day. All I'm saying is this, man. Spike, take your money someplace. Go take it to Brooklyn. You got the Brooklyn Nets over there. I'm sure they'll take you. I know you're a long time Nick fan. And you got Kevin Durant over there, though. So it ain't no go. It ain't going to be bad for too long. Hey, this is your man, JT Live, right here on the Smoking Section Podcast. You can hear us every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, man, check us out. 
Um, download our podcast right here. That's on Blog Talk Radio. You can also download it on iTunes as well. Follow us on Facebook, The Smoking Section Podcast. Again, that's The Smoking Section Podcast. You can also follow me on IG at jsilas20. Check me out, man. I'm 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 there. Um, you know, I post my little stuff. You know, I try to I try to keep it as cool as possible. Um, you know, it's it's, it's a podcast, man. People people out here, um, you know, this this gives people a voice, and I I always think that people should have a voice. And you have an opportunity to broadcast. This is a this is an opportunity for you to level the playing field. So make sure you join in. Before we get to the next segment, uh, well, we're gonna get to the next uh, topic. Speaking of which, Zion Williamson, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, um, some of the other NBA stars, uh, Kawhi Leonard. There's so much debate. There is so much debate about who's the best. And I will say that LeBron James over the past seven years has probably been the most consistent as far as superstar players are concerned. So LeBron has has really um, kept up his end of the bargain. LeBron has done his thing. He just has. LeBron James has done his thing. I mean, you can't argue with the success that he's had. Of course, 17 years, he's won three championships. When he was playing in the East, he was there every year, I think for almost 10 years straight, just about. And, you know, it goes over to the West, and the West is a little bit tougher. A little bit tougher. But although the Lakers are leading um, conference, the Western Conference right now. And so, you know, I don't want to knock anything that LeBron has done as an NBA player. I really hate the comparisons of LeBron James to Michael Jordan. That's just not fair. It is not fair to keep comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron James. That's not fair to LeBron. Okay. Because Michael Jordan really took the NBA to a different stratosphere. Uh, Magic and Bird brought it to a really high level. MJ, Michael Jordan, took it to a whole nother stratosphere with the Chicago Bulls. Talking about six titles, uh, three three different, you know, in, in two different times, and to 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 really put that, and he's undefeated in champion. And when he's actually been in the championships, he's undefeated. Of course, we know Michael had his his trials getting through Boston and Detroit, but the East was very tough there, very tough conference, the Eastern Conference. So you know, I, I don't I don't want to let us understand that that was a different level. And had the Bulls stayed together after their, their 97-98 season, if they would have stayed together for that 99 season, which was the lockout, the, the Bulls would have probably went 50-0. They would have been undefeated. They would have won the championship. San Antonio would be, you know, they'd have to wait another year. Wouldn't have been no question about it. Um, that being said, LeBron James, of course, he won with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He won with the Miami Heat. Golden State Warriors, you know, they, they kind of been a thorn in the side. Let's just be real. Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant kind of put a put a put a stumbling block in front of LeBron. Or else he may have had four championships. But he for his size and his speed and his athleticism and the way LeBron conditions his body. Come on, man. You got to give him credit. You got to give credit where credit is due. LeBron is a beast. I'm not gonna say he's the best player ever, because I reserved that for Michael Jordan. I, that's just, just me. You know, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He's one of, I mean, he's one of the most decorated basketball players. If you look at his his just body of work, I mean, Kareem is 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 it. You have some other players: Larry Bird, the Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant. 
You know, everybody likes to leave Kobe out because he haven't won MVPs and all that. Get out of here. Kobe Bryant was a killer, hands down. So I'm not going to take anything away from Kobe at all. And, you know, there have been other players as well. Now, that being said, you have now, you know, you had the Kawhi Leonard's. And I have a problem with uh, with uh, Kawhi Leonard in, in the sense that he doesn't play. He, I, I, that low management, that's some bull crap to me. I'm just going to put it out there like that. I understand it, but don't get me wrong, man. You rest when you have to, okay? If, you have, if you're injured, but you should be playing basketball games, man. You get paid big money. This guy's getting $35, $40 million a year. Your ass should be out there playing. What's the excuses for you not playing on the basketball court? And here you are uh, making all this money. You should be playing. Owners, you cheat the fans when you do that. If I buy tickets as a Chicago Bulls fan, I buy tickets to see the L.A. Clippers play. And all year I'm waiting to see Kawhi Leonard. And you tell me he's out on load management. I want my money back. Don't use that excuse about, um, you know, you, you know, the little disclaimer on the back, you know, players can change. Get out of here, man. I ain't trying to hear that. I want to see the stars play. I remember one time I was supposed to go to the Bulls game. LeBron wasn't playing. I'm like, what is going on? Why isn't LeBron playing? That's what I wanted to know. Didn't make sense to me. So I had issue with that. I wanted my money back. I want to see, you know, come on. Let's just be real. So that hurts the fan. And this is supposed to be, supposed to be about the fans. Supposed to be. I throw something, if I'm a player and I throw something in the stands, chances are as a player I'm going to get suspended. Because the fans are ultimately important. We saw what happened to, to uh, Ron Artest and Steven Jackson and, and Jermaine O'Neal and all those guys years ago when they went up in the stands, you know, fighting. They got suspended for almost a whole year. So if the fans are that important, make sure the players are playing. Unless they're injured or they're hurt, severely hurt. We should, we are entitled to see these people perform. That's all I'm saying. So the Kawhi Leonard, I have to put an asterisk even last year. Their championship, he won the championship, but I got to put two asterisks by that championship. One, Kevin Durant was injured. So if Kevin Durant would have been playing, mm, I don't know. I don't know. If Kevin Durant was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If Kevin Durant wasn't injured, it'd be a whole different story. It was no question that the Golden State Warriors would have won that championship. Period, point blank, and I don't care what anybody else says. Also, because he load managed. And the team, the, the the Toronto Raptors were good without him. But he load managed, man. So you that means you rested throughout the year and then you're fresh during the playoffs. That's 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 crazy. It's not fair for guys who grind 82 games. So LeBron played 82 games or, or 75 games or whatever the case is, he's played the majority of the game. When you've missed 15 to 20 games out of 82 games, come on, man. That's just not fair. It's just not fair. So I'll put a double asterisk by Kawhi Leonard's uh, championships. Now, people got the Clippers' favorite. First of all, let me just say this, Clipper Nation. If you're a Clipper fan, Clippers are entirely haven't done anything in the NBA, period. You can't really brag about anything because you haven't done nothing. You've only won one conference. If you even won a conference championship or division or whatever it is, you've won nothing. You have one banner standing up in the Staples Center. So you should be quiet as possible. 
Now you have to go through the Lakers and LeBron and 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 and, and Anthony Davis and that whole thing. So that's a whole nother animal. But don't give me this stuff, man, about the Clippers. I'm not sold on the Clippers just yet. I'm not saying the Clippers are going to come out of the West. We don't know who's going to come out of the West. There's so many teams in the West. You got Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's playing extremely well. Do you have that team in Houston that's just playing with a gang of midgets? I don't understand what's going on there. They just got a bunch of short guys running around. I don't know what they're doing there. Houston is just, I don't know what's happening with Houston. So you have some teams. Then you have these young teams. You got Memphis with John Moran. You know, these teams can make some noise. And if New Orleans makes it and Zion is available, that's a whole nother animal. Zion Williamson, you know, this young boy playing. He's balling. 17 games in, you know, I've heard he scores the most points in the fourth quarter than anybody in the NBA. That means he got clutch gene. That means he brings the noise. They said that these they said that these grown men, strong grown men, can't deal with this 19-year-old, this 19-year-old young boy. This young boy is moving him out the way, pounding him, dunking on him. They can't stop him. Can't stop him. So I mean, you know, it's it's coming to a situation now, man, where these young boys taking over Luka Doncic. I mean, 21 years old. Shooting lights out game is on point. He's been playing ball since he was a young guy, but he's got talent. You can see it. He's going to win a championship. Dallas going to win another championship in the near future. I don't know how many years. Maybe, you know, Lucas just in his prime right now. He's got some more years of prime basketball. And he can stay healthy. Same thing with Zion. He can stay healthy. The John Morant. Those kids can stay healthy. The NBA is in good hands moving forward. If LeBron stays around, I don't know how long LeBron's going to stay around. He's going to stay around until his son get, get an opportunity to play. I don't know. And then there's that Le- LeVar Ball. I-, I just have to mention this. I-, I didn't want to throw it in there. But LeVar Ball, is it LeVar? Yeah, the father. Man, would you go somewhere? Please go somewhere. Your kids, uh, uh, I mean, Mellow Jello and whoever, all these, Lonzo Ball. Oh, don't get me wrong. To make the NBA is, is extremely, extremely um, hard thing to do. Okay? I'm not diminishing that. But my thing is this, man. You talking about Jello is going to be the leading scorer in the next three years? Man, you lost your goddamn mind, man. What the hell are you drinking? You already got your son traded out of L.A. to New Orleans. That's probably the best deal for him. And then you talking about the youngest one, Leangelo, whatever his name is, or no, not that's the, I don't, they, all of them. They just get me. I get mixed up with all of them. Put a target on their backs, man, before they even get into the NBA. So guys come after them extremely hard. And when they don't produce or even come even close to the billing that you've given them because you got a very irritating look that people just dislike. And I used to be for you, man, to you, you, that baller brand stuff, man. Come on. You're selling them shoes for $500. Man, get that, get that garbage out of here, man. $500 for them shoes, you've lost it. Jordans don't even cost that much. Them Kanye West shoes don't even cost that much. Man, get out of here with that foolishness. Ain't nobody buying that mess. Can't even give them the store for $500. Who gonna buy it? Look cheap. Straight garbage. Come on, uh, LeVar. Off TV, man, and let your kids play. Don't get me wrong. I know you've done something good to get them there. You're speaking into uh, existence. You're speaking into existence, but you got to, it's got to be some action behind that. You can't play for them. That one kid that got busted and thrown out of UCLA or quit UCLA, whatever it is, he ain't all that good. He ain't. Sorry, he just not. I uh, hey, 
you know, is he good enough to play in the NBA? I I don't know. I see some guys on the on the basketball courts that way better than him. So you know, I mean, let the kids be the kids, man. Let them play. They have a sense of entitlement when they're coming in, and then they get their bubble burst, just like Lonzo. Lonzo can't shoot. You talking about he's gonna be better than Stephen Curry? He's trash. He can't shoot the basketball. He can pass the ball, and he can't play defense. Maybe he should just focus in on doing that. Focus in on doing that. And then you're talking about you want all three of them to play on the team together. Man, get out of here. Ain't no way nobody picking up all the damn boys at the same time unless they're playing overseas somewhere in Jerusalem, in Israel, somewhere over in Pakistan. They ain't playing on the goddamn team at the same time. Man, you can lose that garbage. Lose it. I'm just saying, man. And get it together, brother. You've been all on CNN. I'm trying to figure out why are you on CNN? Why are you on Fox? They, they just, it must be just a boring time when ain't nothing going on that they got to put you on TV because I'm trying to figure out why you on television talking and don't make no damn sense. It don't make sense at all. So, hey, man, you know, I, I'm, I think the NBA is in good hands. I think there's some good young talent. Um, LeBron James, I think he's the best player of this, this generation. You know, he, it'll be 20 years coming up, so that's a generation. So he is the best player. He will be the best player of this generation. Like, I think Kobe was the best player in his generation. I think Michael Jordan is was the best player in his generation. Plus, he's the GOAT. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, there are some things. And so, with this crop of NBA guys that's coming out, we will see who will push to the top. And will there be somebody else that comes in that we don't hear about, we don't know about, and they will take it to a whole other level. And so, that's something to, to, to be seen, and, and we'll look for that in the near future. Um, but again... This is your man, JT Live. You are tuned in to the Smoking Section Podcast. Again, that's the Smoking Section Podcast right here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, you can catch our, our, our podcast every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So make sure you tune in. That's 9 Eastern if you're out east. Um, also, you can follow us on Facebook at the Smoking Section Podcast. Again, that's the Smoking Section Podcast. At JT Live Two Zero, that's that's the Facebook, and so it'll pop up at JT Live Two Zero, that will pop up. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at J Silas Twenty. Again, that's at J Silas Twenty. So make sure that you download the podcast and um, you know support us, man. Support what we're trying to do. Um, we're trying to turn turn the podcast into a whole another level. And uh, last week we had a relationship show. The first week we talked about Dwayne Wade. Uh, our first episode. So this is episode three. Um, and so go back to some of those shows, check them out. Let us know what you think. Be very candid, be very honest with us. You know, I mean, nobody's feelings going to get hurt. The, the one thing about the smoking section podcast is that this, this is, this is designed for grown folks, adults. I mean, kids want to listen to it. That's cool. Younger, younger adults want to listen to it. That's cool. I wouldn't say kids because sometimes we really get into some conversation, but if younger people want to listen to it, that's cool. And I would say, you know, tune into the podcast, um, um, you know, try to get something from it. This is no judgment zone. So some nights we're going to be going live. Some nights we'll be doing a live broadcast where you can call into the show and um, kind of see where we're at. We were supposed to talk about gun violence in the city of Chicago um, and, and surrounding urban communities. We'll get to that at some point. We'll discuss that because that's a very pressing issue. There's so many things going on, and we want to make sure that people are aware of, of what they can do to help. We want to be solution-oriented. We just don't want to talk about it. We want to be solution-oriented and how we can make things happen and make things work um, for people out there that want to move forward because there's just too much, 
you know, guns and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm believing in having guns. I mean, I, I believe in protecting your, you, you should have firearms. You have the right to bear arms. And, and I truly believe that. Um, but I do think that there should be some stipulations on who has those guns and who can a- obtain those guns when, you know, I don't believe people with mental illness or, 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 or criminal backgrounds should be able to have guns like that. I mean, that's just not cool, man. It's not cool. Um, and it's dangerous, but I believe you should have the right to protect your family, protect yourself from criminals, period, point blank, man. I don't want nobody wants to be out here. You caught with your pants down, somebody robbing you, killing you or whatever, killing your family, breaking in your house, home invasion. Because you come through the door, you should get popped. If you coming in and you with the intent to steal or harm other people, I believe that people have the right to protect themselves with firearms. I really and truly believe that. So just want to talk about that. But that now that leads into our, our, our final segment and final talk about politics. And I, I want to drop a little line on politics. Um talk about this uh the the primaries that's coming up and and i'm gonna kick this out for for african-american people and i I talked about this briefly last week african-american people do not understand the power of their vote okay it's really a a really kind of a a a downhill apathetic type attitude for some people because you have a certain segment of the community who just don't believe they vote, their vote counts. They can't see their vote. They think one vote, that's not going to make a difference. But if you have 10,000 people who think the way you think, then that means that's 10,000 multiplied times, you know, 100, 100 people. You know, you're talking, you're talking about millions of people who don't go vote. They don't vote in this country. I think we have something like over 300 million people in this country. And a lot of people don't go to the polls and vote. And African-American people are, are really, really affected by the polls and by the politics and by the things that take place as far as voting is concerned. So this group and I'm part of that group should be the group that goes out and vote the most. Case in point, you can see this year more than more than any that these candidates were touting the African-American vote. You're just seeing it. I mean, I, I looked at it. I looked out there, man. I'm seeing all these commercials. Elizabeth Warren, uh, uh, Michael Bloomberg. Hey, he had really the most black. Well, I guess he's a figure. I'm just going to go all black. I can win with all black votes if just black people come out and vote. Uh, uh, the mayor from South Bend, Pete. I can't pronounce Pete's name, so I'm not going to mess it up. He had some talking about black votes. All these Bernie Sanders, Mr. Give Everything, Bernie Sanders talking about voting, Joe Biden. And even Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump is, you know, he had the pastors and people praying on him. And he had those two hillbilly ladies with him, black ladies, exactly like hillbillies, you ask me. They they out there singing and doing all kind of crazy stuff, in my opinion, anyway. Um, But Donald Trump and some of these other people are really attacking the black vote. So I want African-American people to really think about this at a time. And this is directly totally at African-American people. You need in order to get some of the things that you want out of this country, per se, that you need to go to the ballot. You have to go to the ballot and you have to place your vote and you can't allow stumbling blocks to get in the way of that. You can't because people will put up all sorts of things in your way to try to stunt you from voting. 
But you can't allow it. You have to go around that. Yeah, they. I heard some places in Texas was were trying to do some things with the vote, changing up polling places. Well, then find a damn polling place. Wherever it is, find it. Go to it. It's really no excuse, man, for not being able to vote, not being able to make sure that your vote is cast and vote for the person or persons who speak to your agenda. And a lot of times, because we're not educated, it's not just African-American people. Many people going to the voting polls don't know who the hell to vote for and why they vote for them. If you go look at that and you vote for the judges in your in your in your local counties, you know, Supreme Courts in your in, in your state, you don't know the judges. You don't know anything about them. You don't even hear their names. You don't check their records. We don't know how many. You know, do they overly uh, convict African Americans? Do they sentence African Americans to harsher crimes? I mean, harsher jail times? None of this stuff. Don't know. But we need to know. We need to get educated on it. Because the quicker we get educated on it, the quicker we can move forward and do some of the things that we need to do and make sure that our agendas are taken care of. And I, I don't care what people say. And I, I know some people have difference of, differences of opinion. But President Obama knew he was going to get 99% of the black vote, period, point blank. So some of our issues weren't in particularly spoken to. I'm talking about specific to African-Americans. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Oh, well, I created more jobs. This, that. Well, that creates jobs get created for everybody. Everybody's in that pot. But the things that did for gay rights, you know, in this country, hey, that's specific to a group. Things he did for the Latinos and those people who are in the country, that's specific to their group. The fundamental change. The fundamental changes. For African Americans, it's not to you realize as a group that your vote counts Will it actually mean something when it hits the poll? Because see, these people, and I, I will say the Democratic Party as well as some of the other parties, have just really taken our votes for granted. They've just taken our vote for granted, man. They haven't given us anything in return that I can see that's tangible. When I go through the neighborhoods in Chicago, guess what? The neighborhoods look exactly the same that they looked 30 years ago. Nothing has changed. Guns were available. Um... Uh, some years ago, and I think it was 1979 in Chicago when Cabrini Green, and many, many of you know know the, the uh, Cabrini Green project, which was on the uh, it's, it's in the north part of Chicago, and uh, that's where the, the the show Good Times was was filmed. Well, was not filmed, but that was where the show was uh, uh, located and where they talked about. And they were talking about the Cabrini Green. I think it was 1979. They had over a thousand murders, a thousand murders. So gun Access to guns have been going on for the longest. This has been happening. It's no change in that. So when people talk about, oh, crimes are so hard in Chicago. No, 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 no. It was some times when it was some murders going on. I can remember maybe about 20-something years ago, 20, 25, 26 years ago, it was a hot summer in Chicago. It may, it may have been like something like seven, 800 murders. So this it's nothing new. I don't know why Chicago's getting the, the, the most attention for it, but there were some murders and some crimes going on. There's been some years, some, some murder rates going on here in Chicago. So we don't want to act like this is a new concept. We're just seeing more of it now because it's on social media and you have this 24-hour 24, 24 news cycle where everything is going on constantly, constantly. But I, I will say to you is this. Get out and vote. Vote in your local elections, your local townships where decisions are made. Make sure you get to these places and make sure you go and vote. Because if you do not vote, then you cannot complain and your issues will not be heard. 
I don't want to hear it from you. Did you vote? No. Then what you talking about? You have no stake in the game if you ain't voted. What you going to say? Uh, well, you know, um, uh, uh, ah, all that goofy stuff. I heard guys, I heard guys talk about in the barbershops. Man, my vote don't count, man. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed because you ain't voting. I remember going to a voting poll some years ago. And it was then when I was living in the inner city in Chicago. And I, I remember going to the polls and there were exactly 10 people who had voted the entire day. I had just gotten off work. I went to vote. It was for a mayor, mayoral election. Only 10 people voted the entire day. That is ridiculous. For that particular precinct, 10 people in a precinct that probably has about, you know, five, 10,000 people. 10 people voted that day. She said, oh, sir, you're number 11. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? 10 people have voted before six, at six o'clock, 630. You know, polls close at seven central standard time anyway. Well, I think all over the country. That's a, that's a shame. So, yeah, your community is going to look the same way if you don't go out and vote and, and, and say, hey, I'm punching this ballot for this reason. And this is what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to have no foolishness. We want X, Y, Z. We got a 10 point plan. This is what we want to see improved. If you got garbage in your street, in your community, that means you're not voting. If you got garbage in your alleys hanging over, that means you're not voting. If you got potholes in your street, that means you're not voting. If you got abandoned buildings and, and all sorts of vacant lots that's, that's messed up and crack, crack houses in your community, that means you're not voting. That's exactly what that means. That means you're not voting. You're not engaged with your community. If you don't go to community meetings, you are not engaged. And the people who you elect who have those meetings, because I've been to some community meetings where it's like five people in the whole place. And decisions are being made. Zoning things are being done where businesses are popping up. Liquor stores corner stores but people aren't they don't attend so if you don't attend guess what these things open up now i can guarantee you this and i'm talking about here in chicago you can go up to lakeview with a black business if you want to watch what happens i've seen it that zoning comes up you ain't you ain't getting your business especially if you spend money you ain't getting that business in that community Period, point blank, because people are going to come out against you. Period, point blank. One, because of your skin color. I'm just keeping it real. I've seen it done. So you have to make the decision and say to yourself, hey, what impact who we have in our communities and who we control have in our communities, who open business in our communities. That comes down to going to the ballot and voting. And you vote for your public official and you let them know these are the things that we want. If you don't do it, then guess what? We're going to vote you out. In the next four years. But see. You have a lot of local aldermen. Here in Chicago. Or councilmen. Wherever you may live. They know how many people vote. They know who votes for who. When. And how often you vote. They understand it. So they're able to keep these elections. Because they know they got about. You know. If only 10 people vote. They know they got at least 15. Going to vote for them. I'm just saying. They know who going to vote for them. So. We have to be aware. Of the things around our community so i didn't want to get on soapbox i guess i got on a little soapbox but i really didn't want to get on the whole soapbox um the race i think michael bloomberg has has jumped jumped out of the election he dropped out he should have he wasn't going to win nothing that stop and frisk stuff that that just was ridiculous uh elizabeth warren she dropped out of the race you know figured that she really didn't have much appeal and unfortunately it's about having appeal uh you got joe biden and, and 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 you have bernie sanders that's still in the race one of them two are going to win. 
question is, depending on who you like, if you're a Democrat and you want, you know, can any of those guys beat Donald Trump? And I, I think that's going to be a very difficult task. You got to be able to play dirty down and dirty. You can't go when they go low. You can't go high. You got to go low. <laughs> that, I'm just for real. They go low. You got to go low with them. I know Michelle Obama said that. Nope. When you playing with Donald Trump, you got to go low with Donald Trump because that's the only thing he respects. And that's the only thing that his voting base respects. You go low. When they go low, you better go low with them. You have to. You can't win no election being uh, Mr. Nice Guy. Hey, you know, that. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. See, that's where that's where, um, you know, Clinton messed up. She was trying to be too nice. She should have went cold woman on him. You know, how women get them attitudes, man. You can't beat no woman. No, no, no verbal talking. They could berate you all the way down to the floor. So I don't know what he was. You know, I don't know what she was thinking. I would have went totally in on Donald Trump. Hair, everything. You know, Elizabeth Warren. Y'all remember when she berated uh, Michael Bloomberg? She went in on Bloomberg. That's what I'm saying. You got to go there. This is politics. It's not nice guy stuff. But hey, this is your man, JT Live, right here. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the show today, man. Hey, it was a wonderful show. Uh, check us out next week. We will be talking about gun violence in, uh, in Chicago and in the inner city. So we will touch on those topics. So make sure you get with us. Uh, man, I think I'm going to go to the cigar shop tonight and give me a smoke and um, just kind of chill out. But hey, again, you can follow us on Facebook, The Smoker Section Podcast. Make sure you download this podcast right here on Blog Talk Radio. Of the Smoking Section Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at jsilas20, man. So check us out. So we enjoyed today, man. And uh, I hope you all have a great day. Be safe out there. Have a great weekend, man. Be be safe this weekend. And uh, man, shout out. I, I don't know if y'all are watching the XFL. I am. I, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard for me to watch it, but I watch it. Um, and, and one of the reasons I watch it is uh, PJ Walker plays uh for the houston team and man I, I really like that team he just this kid he's gonna be in the nfl jay walker he's gonna be in the nfl i can't wait to see he should have been in the nfl he was there with the indianapolis Colts. he's in the practice squad but he is a quarterback and i think he's gonna get a shot in the nfl so watch the houston team if you get an opportunity to get it but but hey i want to thank you again for uh tuning in to our show and you guys have a wonderful weekend peace